Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 430. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today I want to help us flip the script uh, for ourselves. Um, You know, I talk a lot on the podcast about clarity in life, giving yourself clarity on what the heck it is you're doing, the things you're going after, the people you're dating, the job you're working so hard for. I love talking about clarity, ways to figure out your shit, ways to figure out your why and the what and the how. I think it's so powerful to be living your life, to be working, to be loving, to be doing all these things, but to have something in mind. You know, not always the right answer or like a very specific blueprint, but a why behind what it is you're doing, some kind of goal in mind so that you have motivation to work hard, to get up and go on another first date, to get your butt in the gym and and so on and so forth. It's great to focus on what you want in life and it's great to have a why behind that thing. Yes. But I was thinking about this the other day and I was kind of examining my own behavior and my own inclinations and I could do probably 10 episodes on all the things that I want in my life. Uh, truly, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and thinking about them. I could also probably spend 10 episodes talking about how I'm going after those things and then probably another 10 op- episodes on why I continue to go after those things and why they're important to me. Then also, hopefully, I could probably also do 10 episodes on how I'm grateful uh, for what I have while I go after those things, right? So the, the magic mix of why and what and how and gratitude. But I was thinking about this earlier what, what we want in life, what we want in life, maybe a big paycheck, maybe the perfect partner, maybe glowing confidence, maybe some kind of freedom, whatever it is, the things we want in life, what we want in life. 
And again, I think it is fantastic to know what you want in life. It's great to work for those things. But I was thinking about my own mentality in this sense, and I've come to realize something really powerful. Namely, that the more I focus on what I have, what I'm doing, the closer I get to the what that is what I want, the closer I get to that thing, that outcome. And I know it's a cliche remark. I'm basically saying focus on what you have instead of what you want, but kind of not really in this context. In this context, I am talking about getting the thing you want, going after it, being hungry. But I've found that when it comes to actually getting that thing, making it happen, there is something magical about your mentality. That is, there's something powerful about focus on what you're doing instead of what you want. Focusing on what you're doing rather than what you want. Focusing on what you have to offer rather than what you want. It's a big difference maker. What you offer, the work you are doing, what you bring to the table, the person you are. Focusing on that instead of what you want, it's been a real game changer for me for two specific reasons that I'm going to talk about. Namely, it helps me stay motivated. And second, it helps me stay in the game for longer and get what I actually want. Just refocusing instead of on the what I want. Rather than that, focus on what I'm doing. And so I want to talk about this mentality of realizing what you bring to the table, giving yourself credit for what you bring to the table, giving yourself credit for what you're actually doing, aka bringing your milkshake to the yard, uh, for lack of a better term. So I'm excited to talk about this. Real quick, before I get into it, I want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. I've been partnering with BetterHelp for the past couple of months, and I really like recommending you turn their way because they provide an immediate, almost immediate resource that you can turn to when you need it. That is, when you're in need of talking to someone, someone who, who is highly qualified, who has experience in the field, who can help you who can be there when you just need someone to talk to. That's how I use BetterHelp on a weekly basis, just to have someone to throw ideas and thoughts and feelings off of. Someone who can challenge you. That's a big part of therapy. Someone who can see through your own feelings and challenge you to examine them in new ways. Someone who can help you lower your emotional walls. Someone who can help you love yourself more. That is the value of therapy. And I'd really encourage you to check out BetterHelp if you've been on the fence about trying therapy. I think BetterHelp is fantastic. It's an online platform where you're matched with a real, live, living human therapist within 48 hours, and then you can engage with them via weekly calls, video, chat, and more. There's no hanging out in a waiting room filling out forms. There's no need to feel awkward. Uh, It's cheaper than traditional therapy. And of course, I think the biggest thing is you get immediate access to a therapist. That's someone who has matched you based on what you need and based on what you want. They've designed designed their platform specifically to help you understand what it is you need and then match you with a therapist who can help. So you can visit betterhelp.com forward slash new mindset and get 10% off your first month of therapy. Betterhelp.com forward slash new mindset, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash new mindset, get 10% off. But let's talk about this topic here. I want to talk about what you bring to the table. I want to talk about what you bring to the table. Not as a means to hype you up and get you all cocky and then, you know, you stop working hard and you're just like, look at me, I'm great. Kind of the opposite. I want to help you remind yourself of what you bring to the table so that it inspires you to keep working, to work harder, to be a better person. What you bring to the table, the milkshake you bring to the yard. I want to help you focus on that instead of the what. 
instead of up focusing, obsessing on what it is you want in your life. So let's try this. Let's start there, though. What is something you want in your life? What is something you're working toward? What is something you're putting in work for? Now, consider instead what you are bringing to the table toward that effort. Let's say you want a partner. Well, what are you doing? Well, probably a lot. And it's time you give yourself credit for it. You're going on first dates. You're shooting your shot. You're being honest. You're willing to start over. You're willing to start at zero. You're moving on past former breakups and so on and so forth. Another one. Let's say you want to make more money. That is your what? Well, what are you doing? Probably more than you give yourself credit for. You're answering emails on time. You're set, You're speaking up in meetings. You're scheduling one-on-ones with your boss. You're going above and beyond and so on and so forth. Here we're looking at this what you want versus what you're doing. Very simple concept, right? But I bring this up because I've truly noticed a difference in what happens in my life when I focus on my milkshake instead of what I want. What I want versus what I'm doing. What I want versus what I'm actually bringing to the table. And I want you to do the same, to give yourself more credit, to remember your milkshake, (laughs) aka reminding yourself of how far you've come, the work you're putting in, the commitment you've made. You probably, maybe if you're like younger me, you probably spend a lot of time focusing on the what. I want this. This is my goal. Here is my list. Here are the things I want to become and do and receive in life. And that's great, of course, to my point about clarity. But I found what really makes the difference is giving yourself credit and focusing there, your mentality focused there. Because to my point, I want a lot of things in life and I'm impatient And that's like a double whammy uh, to be hungry type A and impatient. It's very easy to kind of go off the rails and compare yourself and and to go nuts. I, for instance, I want the podcast to be the biggest podcast in the world. I want to write a best-selling book. I want to be healthier. I want to be happier. I want to be stronger. I want to make more music. I want to do all these things. It's a long list. It's a long list of what. And of course, I check myself. I am putting in a lot of work for each of those things, but I have found That when I focus on the work I'm putting in, the milkshake I'm bringing to the yard instead of the what, well, magic just happens. It really does. Like, I don't know if it's random. uh, I don't know if it's luck. I don't know if it's some cosmic thing. But when I have changed my mentality from, oh, I want this. This is on my list. I need this. Why isn't this happening yet? When will it be my turn? When I change from that to, hi. I never miss a podcast. I write every day. I work out six days a week. I journal five days a week. I'm honest with myself and others and so on and so forth. When I switch to that, when I switch from what to my milkshake, things happen. Truly, I could give example after example in my life where I replaced my focus on what with uh, my focus on my milkshake. Um, You know, a a change in focus from the post-it notes I'm looking at right now that have my goals on it, the lists, the goals, the outcomes, what I'm working toward. When I replace my focus from that, from those things to what I'm actually doing, the amazing things that I'm doing, well, great things have happened when I change that focus. The most meta example for the podcast would be signing with SiriusXM recently. The podcast is now with SiriusXM. That happened when I literally stopped. I stopped obsessing over the goal I have written here of having the biggest podcast in the world. When I stopped obsessing over that goal and I backed up and I said, you know what? I've never missed a podcast in four years. I'll never miss a podcast. I'm doing the work. I'm doing these things. I'm dedicated. I'm hungry. And you know what? Voila, maybe it was random. Maybe I'm connecting something here that's not here, but a friend introed me to their team a couple months later, and then boom, 
uh, the deal was signed uh, and it worked. Random, maybe, but it worked. And there could be so many other examples that I could point to, but think about your life. You know, you have this pressure to find someone. That's a what. You need a title. You need to check that box. Try replacing that outcome objective with reminding yourself of the fact of what you're doing, the milkshake you're bringing to the yard, going on dates, brushing things off, getting back up, being your best self, all these things. It's your freaking milkshake. It's what you're doing. It's the credit you should be giving yourself. And this isn't a crazy big point I'm making here. I'm literally just encouraging you to focus on the how over the pressure of the what, but it works. (laughs) And I was trying to think about why this works because I think it keeps you ambitious. I found the more ambitious I am, the luckier I get. So we have to find a way to keep ourselves in the game, to stay motivated, to be ambitious. And the more I have found that I focus on my milkshake, the luckier I get. Things happen. And not just for me. Like I try to think outside of my little case bubble here. The most successful people that I know, the most, the happiest, the most fulfilled people I know, and I know them really personally in my, in my life, they know what they want. Of course they do. But they talk about what they're doing, the how, the work they're putting in, the motivation they have to continue moving forward. They give themselves credit for that. They focus on that way more than the what, than the goal, than the objective. I have some very ridiculously successful friends with huge aspirations on top of what they've already done. And anytime I talk with them about, hey, what's next? I know they have very defined goals, but what do they talk about? They talk about the work. They talk about the months, the years, the repetition, the willingness, the milkshake. And so it's definitely true in business, right? Flipping that mentality from I need this, this is the what, to this is what I'm doing. These are the things I'm bringing to the yard, the milkshake, the how, the credit. It just works. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. 
really my style, simple, but with a pop of luxury. And as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. On an inner level as well, not just business. I have a friend who I could reference who was single for a long time in her 20s and she wanted a partner. She didn't really want to be single per se. And, but anytime I would talk to her in her 20s, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about needing a partner, wanting a partner, can't wait until the day she has a partner. It was about her willingness to try, to shoot her shot, to go on another first date. That was her focus. I'm showing up. I'm swiping. It will happen. I'm willing to try. And you know what? It did happen. <laughs> it did happen. Married kids, dream husband, dream relationship. Um, it's amazing. It worked. And again, I was thinking about why this works. Am I making a connection here that isn't really there? I don't think so. I think it's simple. It gives you motivation. It gives you motivation to keep you in the game. It gives you long-term incentive to keep going. Maybe it's human wiring, but the more that we sit down and say, I am doing this, I am doing that. I've been doing this. I'm committed to doing that. I am this person. The more we do that, the more we kind of audit and give ourselves credit for the work we're doing, the more we continue to do that work. The more we remind ourselves of what we're doing, the work we're putting in, the milkshake we're bringing to the yard, the more we continue to do it. And that keeps you in the game. And there's no denying that the person who stays in the game the longest eventually wins. The people who get what they want in life, it's undeniable to me at this point that they are the people who find a way to stay motivated and stay in the game the longest, who don't eventually lower their standards, who don't eventually lower their aspirations. They keep going after that what at a high level because they find a way to incentivize themselves to do so. But their focus their inner life is one of milkshake, of pride, of credit, of reminders of the work they're putting in. Truly. And I can compare that to other people on the flip side, people who I have observed or talked to or worked with or know who were very focused on the what, very focused on the thing, the outcome, the list, the goal. And no offense to them, of course, but I have found that that focus led them to eventually change their goals to match a lower, less reality. They lowered their standards in response to not getting there soon enough, to being lonely, to whatever it was. Not bad people, of course, just focused on the wrong thing because they didn't find a way to give themselves long-term incentive. And I have found that shifting your focus, finding a way to give yourself credit gives you long-term incentive. So I literally just want to encourage you to consider your milkshake, uh, What is it that you want? Great. Know it. Write it down. Journal about it. But when it comes to your mentality, to where your focus is, it's all about milkshake. Remind yourself what you're doing, the work you're putting in, the hard work, the kindness, the compassion, the drive. That focus, I have found, keeps you in the game. And that is key. And I know it's not easy, right? It's it's very easy to talk yourself out of giving yourself credit. This isn't enough. That's not working. I haven't gotten to the goal yet. Why would I be proud of myself? It's hard to give yourself credit to say, I'm doing great. I'm doing the things I can control. These things are enough. So it begs the question, how do we give ourselves more credit? How can we be kind to ourselves and remind ourselves of 
our milkshake. Well, for that, for this episode, I want to bring in my good friend, Heisu Joe, therapist at BetterHelp, and I want to talk about this topic uh, with her, with you, Heisu. And I'm sure this topic comes up a lot in therapy, finding a way to give yourself more credit. So, Heisu, I'll just go right into it. I'd love your perspective on this. What advice would you give to anyone who struggles with giving themselves credit, saying, who I am, the work I'm doing, it's not enough. It's not enough. What advice would you give to them to help them find a way to be proud of themselves for the effort they're putting in while they work towards that thing that they want? Well, you know, people are really good at depending on their memory. The thing with our memories is that they're really bad. We tend to remember things differently than how it actually played out. We remember things in some weird, twisted way sometimes. You know, interestingly, I think we do tend to have a lot of strong, vivid memories of very unpleasant things. We tend not to really reflect on and remember good days. If anything, somehow our memory processes this stuff as like neutral. So in any case, like to give yourself more credit for the work that you've put in, it's very important to have something in place to remember the work that you've put in. Because oftentimes if you're not remembering, it means you forgot. So I know journaling is something big that you've talked about before. And so the the concept is about having a journal, but it doesn't have to be a journal. It can be whatever ways that make sense for you to remember stuff and to remind yourself of things that you've done. If you're not logging the work that you're doing, how can you go back and reflect to see how successful you've been at this? You see businesses doing this all the time. Like businesses do not get successful by not documenting all the work that they've put in, the ideas, the goals, the plans, the actions, all these things. So it's important to have some kind of trail of things that you've done. Another thing is like considering mindfulness. If you're not paying attention to your life, if you're not paying attention to how you're feeling while you're doing something, or even just paying attention to what you're doing at all, it's going to be very difficult to process what you're doing as a memory. And then if you're not remembering it, it's like you didn't do it at all. So if you're not keeping track of your progress, you're missing out on the progress of hitting any goals. Oh, that's great. Thank you for that, Heisu. Yeah, I, I talk a lot about how in, in my world, I think mindfulness is what you just described. It's the ability to take a look at that this volume of memories you have and to say, here, here is why I you know, should give myself credit. Here is proof that I am. It's the ability to look at that whole sea of memories and pick out the ones that support that positive uh, notion. And then to your point, finding a way to kind of document in real time. Another question that I that I think is relevant here, what about our tendency to talk ourselves out of giving ourselves credit for the work we're putting in because we could always pinpoint something else saying, I need to control that and that and that. What would you offer to someone who's maybe very type A in that sense, who wants to control every little thing, who thinks they need to control every little thing in order to work toward that thing that they want in their life? Well, the image I'm getting of someone getting overwhelmed by a mountain of things that they feel like they need to get through or control is you need some organization. You need some kind of system to organize your thoughts, to organize your plans of action. And, you know, for folks that have been very scattered or overwhelmed and in a moment of feeling debilitated by their anxiety or just stress, what has propelled you forward is, you know, taking that deep breath Sometimes it means taking a step back and taking a break from this thing and then returning with fresh eyes um, with the intention to prioritize. 
you know, really looking at and reflecting to yourself, can I actually do anything about this thing right now? And going through all of the things that you want to get done and you know, bring focus. Try to consider doing one thing at a time and really doing the one thing that you can take action on. If it's that the answer is no, I can't do anything about this, challenge yourself to move on and do something that you can do. And maybe the answer is yes, I can do something, but not right now. Move on and come back to it when the timing is appropriate. For, for folks that feel like they need to control everything, I think it could be helpful to remember maybe you can control these things, but not all at the same time. So just prioritize, organize, slow down, um, and remember that any progress towards whatever you want to do, um, especially if it's a personal goal, the timeline is made up. You're making the timeline up. And you can revisit the timeline. You can recalibrate and, and change things up a little bit in terms of deadlines that you're giving yourself. You don't have to stress yourself out trying to bring improvement to your own life. Thank you for that. That's really good. Yeah, I think a lot of the time when it comes to timelines like you're talking about here, we think that taking a break is the same thing as falling behind. But I think it's a very powerful thing to your point to be able to take a step back and see that as a sign of power and control. Question for you regarding that. You talk about taking a step back, redefining, maybe redefining a goal, maybe redefining a timeline. If someone were to come to you and say, my goal is I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. That is my goal. That is my what. Uh, what would you say to that person? Would you encourage them to be more specific? Uh, a goal like being happy is very ambiguous. Obviously, it's, it's tough to define. It's tough to maintain. It's tough to be consistently happy. So I'm just curious, what would you say to someone who says, I just want to be happy? What advice would you give them? What would you ask them to do um, to help further that goal? So first... Happiness is a feeling, right? And no feelings last forever. So if you're aiming to maintain a feeling, real talk, you're not going to get there. Reason being, we are not always in the state of one emotion and staying there for the rest of our lives. So even people that when you encounter them and they seem like they're in a really good mood, those people have horrible shitty days too. Excuse my French. But, you know, just because someone overall is living a healthy and functioning life, which I think is a more appropriate goal for anybody than aiming to just be happy all the time, healthy, functioning people um, are reflective. Often they are living a life that involves uh, prioritization, organizing, putting themselves into difficult situations and sitting with uncomfortable feelings and reflecting, being able to accept that not all days are perfect, that not all of my feelings are going to be positive. So if, you're, if your goal is, I want to be happy, I think what you're maybe really saying and feeling is, I want to be functioning. I want to be healthy. And a healthy person experiences a wide range of emotions and is able to cope and manage many of them, if not all of them. So you had mentioned, like, would I ask them to get more specific? Yeah, I'd, I'd explore it deeper with them because I don't think people's goal truly is to be happy all the time. That's not reality and it's not real life. You know, also folks that are in an example hypothetical world, somebody that claims to be happy all the time, I don't know if they actually know the extent of pure joy if they really have never experienced sorrow or grief. There's like a lot of poignant quotes out there and I'm probably going to mess them up, but there's something about like, you don't know how to appreciate the warmth of the sun if you've never experienced being freezing. You know, like there is some kind of appreciation and beauty in life for the spectrum of emotions when you've felt it all, when you've experienced it all. 
So that's that's certainly something I think is beneficial for everybody to consider is that life is mysterious and there's going to be days that are not great. You're not always going to feel good all the time, but it's it's about taking each day at a time and making it meaningful and valuable for you. And sometimes that means you're not always going to be happy. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for that, Hesu. And I love that point so much. I talk a lot about the power of contrast in life. That's like one of my passion points. Uh, exactly what you said. So thank you for bringing that up. And I think it's such a valid point in this context um, as well. But thank you for your perspective here. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll end the episode here again, just encouraging you to find a way to focus on your milkshake. You don't have to call it that if you don't want to. I know that's silly, but finding a way to remind yourself of the work you're doing because you are doing the work. And if you need to take a break to step back and recalibrate and reset your goals, that's fine. That is that is power. And and to Jesus' point, if you've seen the contrast, to see the value of that contrast. Again, just finding a way to keep yourself in the game by reminding yourself of who you are, the work you're doing, uh, your milkshake. So I'll end it right there. Thank you as always for listening. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Again, I do new episodes every Monday and every Thursday, uh, and I'd love for, uh, for you to help a friend out. I'm sure they'd appreciate it, but that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me by visiting newmindsetwhodis.com or Amazon if you're interested in my new book, but first inner peace, but means a lot that you support me. So always, always, always thank you for that. And until next episode, I'm out. to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.